What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. I'm your host, Ryan. Thank you for joining us today as we talk about Pokemon Legends Arceus and our first impressions with the game and also Nintendo's latest Direct. Joining me on the show today is Brian from Another Vinyl Page. How you doing, Brian? I'm great. I'm glad to be back home and back on the podcast again. Yeah. Hanging out with you guys. No, we're happy to have you back. I appreciate you joining on the podcast so soon. He literally just got back from Washington, so uh, we'll have to hear about that sometime. But uh, Brandon... You are also here. You can follow Brandon at Giganarwal. Let's go follow him on there. We're trying to get him to come back to Instagram. Brandon, how are you doing today, man? Good, man. Good. Just uh, you know, starting the week off pretty strong on a Monday. Here with the boys. Can't, can't get much better wrong. than this. What a great way to end a Monday night. You know, you worked your ass off today. You had a brew. You had dinner, and now you're hanging out, shooting the shit, talking about yeah, the, hella productive. The monsters trapped in little balls. Yeah, some real fun stuff. <laughs> But we are here to talk about Legends Arceus, and all three of us are in different parts in the game. I have completed the game, and I am working on my Pokedex. Uh, Brandon, we're going to go ahead and start off with you. Like, what are your what are your thoughts on this game so far, and and has it exceeded your expectations, or is there still some things you're worried about? Um. Well, first off, like my position in the in the story, I'm also yes. You can tell us where you're at. This is spoiler. I mean, who cares about spoilers? It's Pokemon. That's yeah. I mean. And, and most fans like it's been out for two weeks a little over two weeks i'm sure people have blazed through it so i'm after the third um noble pokemon thank so, you i couldn't couldn't come up with the name which was the third again arcanine oh thanks got it got it yeah that's a, that's i'm sorry yeah spoilers i mean spoiler yeah anyways <laughs> um so i just beat arcanine um I'm really taking my time with the game. Uh, it's really easy for me to get lost. It's just like, oh, there's a new Pokemon that I want to catch a couple of to get, you know, Pokedex started and everything for that Pokemon. And I really like what they, for now, the tasks seem manageable. Hopefully for the rare Pokemon, they're not too tedious when trying to complete the Pokedex. But um, I'm really liking it so far. It's exceeding my expectations. Um uh, you know what they say when you set your expectations low, you were really disappointed. Um, but yeah, not uh, Legends Arceus smashed it, so I'm enjoying my time with it. Yeah, you know, they definitely say like if you have no expectations and you can't really walk out disappointed. And I think in uh, in this game's favor, it really benefits from that. You know, we've been so burnt out just by the same formula for the last four, I mean, literally, I guess you could technically say the last seven generations, you know, like the games haven't really changed. And 
while the first three generations and the fourth, you know, at the time were knockout generations and then, you know, black and white too. Uh, we have been wanting a change since those games. I mean, Brandon, we've been talking about this since like 2010, 20 or 2009. I mean, and then Brian, we've had those conversations. This is something we've wanted for a really long time. And while our expectations were very tame, um, I think all of us here are kind of blown away by what we got. The performance for this game is actually pretty solid, uh, you know, and they are going to obviously probably update it a little bit to run better, but it's just the game, the graphics, just the, the way it flows, the game, uh, the gameplay loop. It's addicting, man. I mean, I think, uh, I think I'm 60 hours in now. And I kind of took a break last week. So most of those hours are from like the first week the game was out. Um, it, it's you, went, just, you went hard into it, dude. I did. I did. I'm, I have, I think, like 20 Pokemon left to get for the Pokedex and I finish it. So, um, yeah, the, the game's incredible. Uh, it blew me out of water and I can't wait to see what they do with it next. Um, I am currently in the post game completing the Pokedex. And I just want to go ahead and say this real quick before we pass it off to Brian. I already texted these guys about it. But for anyone listening out there, if you're still playing the game, go ahead and capture and battle every single Pokemon you see endlessly until you're tired of seeing them. Because in the post game, I have like tedious tasks left. Like uh, one I can name out specifically is Sudowoodoo and Bonsly, actually. Their tasks are more relevant to you catching them or battling them, whereas some other Pokemon are you actually using them in battle. Well, Sudowoodoo and Bonsly, it's not like that. So every one of those you see, take them out or catch them because you'll have their Pokedex completed. So you don't have to worry about going back and doing it like I am. So just a heads up. It's a massive tip for anyone playing this game because there's a solid chance you'll have the Pokedex 80% to more complete by the time you're done. Because remember, there's like 10 or 12 legendaries you get after everything's said and done. So yeah, just wanted to really throw that out there real quick. We will be doing a full review here in a couple of weeks. It's going to be fun. It's going to be great. You know, these guys are obviously going to be on it and we're going to talk about it. But uh, Brian, what are your first impressions with this game? And, you know, um, how did it exceed your expectations if it didn't, uh, if it did by now? Um, right before release, my expectations were really low. I think this was going to be a game that was going to crash and burn. People were going to have hope and that I just thought it wasn't going to stick that landing. But damn, did it. It totally blew my mind. I'm having so much fun with the game. And it's not perfect, but it's enough of a change in the formulaic games that we've had for so long that it's so refreshing seeing something different with this franchise. It really is really refreshing. And the gameplay is so tight. Like, it, uh, graphics, maybe not so much. Maybe they can work on that. But it's honestly easy to look past the graphics with how fun the gameplay is, so it, like, a lot. Oh, and where I am in the game, by the way, I think I just did the, I just fought the giant electrode. So that's where I'm at. I feel like I'm going to go to an ice area next. Yeah, you okay. are. I think so. Wait no, this game is blowing me away. I'm going to put a lot more time into this game. I still haven't beat the main story, obviously, because I keep getting distracted and doing other stuff. Like I'm going to get the satchel so I can get stones to evolve uh, Voltorb because I needed a leaf stone. And there's so many things that you can just like, take a break from the story and go do something else. And I love that it makes this game. It puts a lot more hours that you can put into it. And damn, I can't say enough good things about this game. It's been great. Yeah. I think literally the worst thing about the game so far is just that the graphics are definitely subpar, but you know, thankfully it's a testament to Nintendo and, you know, the Pokemon company and all these companies that, you know, put their games out on the switch. If the game plays flawless and, or it's, I mean, it's damn near flawless in my opinion. Um, then graphics don't really matter, but thankfully they were still kind enough for, it's almost like they hear me 
you know, performance is great when it's in docked mode, the game almost runs at a solid 60 frames consistently. And then, you know, undocked, it runs at, I'm pretty sure a 720, um, uh, 30 frames and it never drops and almost never dips. So I, I think that that's awesome for them to do that because while, you know, performance isn't for everyone and that's perfectly fine, it is still the new industry standard. So it's nice to see them, you know, like Brian was saying, like, there's not like massive changes, but there is some formula changes that we can definitely see, you know, expanded upon in the future. Like just like Halo Infinite, in my opinion, there's a foundation here for Pokemon that we can really, really take to uh, new levels, you know, and um, I, I do hope we get that with some future DLC, which we might be getting here soon. It's a massive rumor going around going around right now. So we'll have to see how that goes. But hopefully, yeah, go ahead, Ryan. No, I'm just saying hopefully. Uh, yeah, hopefully we yeah. get it, man. Uh, I just think this game is great. Um, they they basically, you know, for me personally, they just did what I I've been asking, you know, and we'll get into that later with Mario Kart. You know, it's I wanted more variants of Pokemon that already exist. I don't want new Pokemon, and hell, they surprised me again. The new Pokemon they added, honestly, for the most part, are pretty sick. Like Ursaluna or Serene's Evolution. Uh, we also have Cleaver, which is an evolution of Scyther. Uh, the Voltorb, you know, Electrode variants, who I thought were stupid at first. Then, you know, these guys thankfully pointed out, like, hey, they're also grass types. And I'm like, that's pretty badass. There's just so, so much subtle things that they can do with these Pokemon that already exist in the regions. Now we're exploring uh, Sinnoh in an ancient form. Um, that's all I ever wanted. And we're getting that. And there also is a tonal shift, Brian, that you're also about to experience. And I, I can't wait for you. The, the whole game, like, kind of takes like a turn that you didn't you wouldn't expect but uh, i don't want to really give that away i'd rather people experience that so uh yeah let's go ahead and get into the first nintendo direct of this year uh for me personally um talk about having expectations lowered to an all-time low i mean honestly sometimes these directs are so fucking stupid (laughs) i'm like why are we (laughs) even watching them yep Um, and I understand that, you know, these games are for everybody in some instances, but a lot of these games also look pretty fucking stupid sometimes. But uh, Nintendo did, you know, preface this direct by saying this is for games that have concrete release dates and games they're releasing towards the beginning of the year. So thankfully, they set expectations to a standard on their own. And thankfully, I got into this direct and actually walked out pretty damn happy. I, I really do believe this is a solid direct for fans um, of all ages and all all walks of life in terms of what your genre preference is here. And I, I think that's amazing that we can actually get a direct to, to smile about. Is it perfect? No, because my perfect direct would be Metroid Prime, Star Fox, Breath of the Wild 2, and God, so many other crazy games that would make people lose their minds. But uh, Brian, I want to start off with you. Like, just, just what was your favorite thing about this direct? And you know, what are your favorite things about it per se? Oh man, off the top of my head, I really like the, uh, I think Kirby with each and each trailer, I see it looks better and better to me. Yeah. I'm excited to play um, Earthbound because that's a game that I've always heard such great things about. I played a little bit here and there, but now since it's on Nintendo Switch Online, I really want to like play and beat this game and know more about it because it's a popular secret. Well, it's a popular one that Nintendo always seems to forget about, but those are the two that come to mind for me. Yeah, you know, it was funny. I was actually telling Brandon in the pre-show, I'm, I'm really excited to ask you about that because yeah, Earthbound is... Oh my God. I mean, people have been asking for Earthbound in America for what, like 20 years now, 30 years? We've always had one and two out here. It's number three that we have never got localized and they had a a fan version made. And people are, 
upset that we still didn't have it, but I think the fact that we have one and two, that's really good. Maybe eventually they'll do Game Boy Advance online or on the Switch, and that's when we'll get three. Maybe I'm sorry. Yeah, I thought it was all of them. That makes sense. Yeah. Got it. I thought it was actually all of them that weren't um, localized. So it's just the third one. That it's just the third one that was on Game Boy Advance. Got it. Well, that explains a lot. Well, I, I still feel like it's a good direction you know i mean these are solid titles um a very beloved franchise and has a very strong fan base so um it'd be pretty sick to see and you know kirby does look a lot better it just isn't something that interests me per se but i I do think like they are making a really solid game here that's gonna have fun co-op and really fun levels i mean the level design looks great and so the enemy designs so uh let's see uh i'll go real quick uh brandon give you some more time we're all going to basically talk about the same stuff anyways, but um, I think a really fun sequel that I didn't really see coming, but it's a very welcome one because of all the memes we have. And honestly, I remember playing Wii sports back in the day, but uh, Nintendo switch esports was announced. And I got to tell you, like all the games, all the sports they showed, like I just thought of like all of us playing them and stuff, whether it's in the same room or just online. I don't know, man. I think this game would be a lot of fun for us, whether it's bowling or tennis. Just I could see some good drinking games coming out of this. Uh, just a really fun time. And, and of course, it's a family game, so I can see the family getting together, do some bowling. I don't know. It definitely uh, piqued my interest. Uh, it looks very well made. Um, I feel like it's kind of a hard game to fuck up, to be honest with you. But I'm, I'm excited. You know, I know a lot of fans out there. Um, you know, they love Wii Sports. It, it came with their Wiis, but it's also one of the most popular titles of the Wiis generation. So uh, I'll be pretty excited to check that out. And then uh, next up, we got Mario Strikers uh, Battle League laces up in June, right? So we got it releasing in June, June 10th. And the last Mario Strikers game was in 2007 on the Wii. And then the original one came out on the GameCube. And uh, shout out to uh, Will, friend of the show. He claims that this is the best Mario spinoff there is. I think he's full of shit. Nothing's better than Mario Kart. But I do know that Mario Strikers has a massive fan base. I've heard nothing but good things about the game from so many people out there. So I'm pretty excited to check that out. But uh, before, is, before... Is, oh, go ahead, Brandon. I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to interrupt, but is Mario Kart a spinoff if it has eight entries? Uh, I think it's a standalone now, don't you think? I, I still think it started off as a spinoff. I still it a hundred percent, dude. It's it's hundred percent a spinoff. It's te- it's it technically is. a spinoff, but you make a really good case to not put it in that category of spinoffs anymore, right? Like Mario, it's Party fairly yeah, and Mario Kart could probably just be their own thing. Yeah, no, I agree with you, Brandon. A little bit of both. It's a little yeah. bit of it's definitely both, but I I think where you you make a good point that it's it's definitely not a spinoff anymore. It literally yeah, and- sells more than his own adventures now. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, it, it's like it is it, spinoff, but like in terms of entries from like Strikers and Mario Kart, it's like, yeah, no, it's, it's crazy it's, off. So, yeah, I think you make a good point. Yeah. So, I think Strikers is pretty cool. Uh, I thought the trailer was cool. Um, yeah, it's a dope the, trailer. Let's we'll see what happens. I'm not opposed to like buying more games on my Switch. Legends Arceus and, and well, the later Mario Kart news that we'll talk about has made me realize how much I do love this console and for the, you know, all of us getting together and playing these goofy, wacky games and just having a really good time. They do provide an experience that you just won't get anywhere else. That's what Nintendo's always done. So 
Uh, before I continue with some of the other stuff, uh, Brandon, let's uh, let's have you hop in. Is, is there anything that really stood out to you that you saw in the article that I sent or whatever you may have seen online? Um, I did watch half of the direct uh, initially when it came out, and then I watched the whole thing again while uh, making dinner. And, um, you know, not really. There's a lot of really cool things like Fire Emblem uh, Warriors Three, Ho- Three Hopes um personally i didn't play three houses but i mean it's essentially a continuation of everything that happened in there and the characters from that series so that's good for them uh personally i'm not really into it i think the thing i was most excited about was um star wars the force unleashed not even dude i don't know not even force force unleashed kind of a bummer oh, man. um <laughs> You know what I was most excited for? It's not for fucking Klonoa. You guys ever play Klonoa? No. No. I'm not, I'm not being ironic. I swear to God. Klonoa, um, the only version I played was back on the Game Boy Advance. I forget what the entry was called. It was a 2D side-scroller. So for them to re- like, um, you know, bring them back and put them on the Switch, like I'm pretty stoked for that. Um, the Cuphead DLC oh, yeah. brings a new character. That's going to be really fucking cool. That's up there for me, too. Yeah, 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 definitely. I mean, I wish I could get past the second boss, but that's. Oh, you didn't right. get past the second? No, <laughs> I didn't beat the game, but I think I'm like a little over halfway through, and it takes me like months to meet one boss. Dude, it's yeah, it's rough. Um, it's really I'm gonna try game. playing that with a girlfriend, see how long the relationship lasts. Um, <laughs> and then other than that, Advance Wars, uh, one and two reboot camp. Um, looks like it's got some new features that I'm pretty stoked about. So, um, so yeah, yeah, those, those are my highlights for my sure. For sure. Yeah, there is something about reboot camp that you know, like we talked about in the pre-show with the voice acted cutscenes and just it just looks like a lot of love went into this game. You know, um, yeah, they did delay it too, so that it was probably for the better. Uh, well, I do want to talk about the Force Unleashed real quick. So I don't know if it's di- a direct port of the Wii version, and the reason why I say that is the Wii version is a very very bogged down version of the original release on the xbox 360 and ps3 uh, obviously because of motion controls so i don't know exactly how that's going to be because i am excited for this game's release because they introduced a dual mode where jedi can actually fight each other and that's sick as shit that's pretty fucking rad but will once again friend of the show uh also pointed out that the wii version had that so that's why i say i don't know if this is a port of the wii version or a port of the 360 version but they also included the dual mode that's what I'm hoping for. Um, the Force Unleashed is one of the best Star Wars games out there. It has great storytelling, great uh, gameplay loops. It's just a very, very fun game. So um, I'm hoping that that is a more traditional version of the game and not a Wii version. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is coming out in September. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles doesn't do anything for me, but they are fantastic at building these massive worlds. And it's a JRPG with the Monster Hunter elements to it um just massive massive uh enemies and creatures and it looks good it looks really good i just it just doesn't look like it's for me that's all but uh that is a massive announcement those games have been very solid xenoblade chronicles 2 did great on the um wii u uh and the first one on the wii um so they are popular titles um so i'm i'm pretty happy for that announcement because if that game's doing good then you know keep pumping them out for the fans uh we got no man's sky coming out as well to the switch and it's actually not the cloud version 
So I don't know how that game's going to run on the Switch (laughs) because there's actually a lot you can do in the game. So I don't know how it's going to like actually work and function on the Switch. But if that game, I want to check the No Man's Sky out. Yeah, I mean, if that game can run at least at like 540p in a solid 30 frames, then, you know, I, I think people will still find a way to enjoy it because there is a shit ton to do in this game. Um, I personally couldn't get into it, but I also don't think I gave the game enough of a chance, but there is a ton to do. Uh, let's see what else we got. So we got Portal 1 and 2. They're being ported to the Switch, as this news article liked to put uh portal launched 15 years ago and it's been nearly 11 years since portal 2 but they both make their debut on a companion collection later this year for the switch um you know i think the reason why i bring up like force unleashed and portal and no man's sky is not only is it obviously news because it was a part of the direct but i think this is incredible because this was like the wii u's biggest problem is the lack of third-party titles and then you look at the switch and all of their third-party third-party titles excuse me since they've you know released the console and i just think it's amazing how many games that nintendo fans missed while they're still porting them to the switch you know as much as i make fun of the switch it is still a good handheld machine you know and being able to go back and play these classic titles or brian for instance who has probably never played them can now check them out and enjoy them in a whole new way so i just think that's pretty sick no, it absolutely um, gives some merit for sure that you can <laughs> have these games that you didn't have access to before now on, especially Brian, since you're a yep. switch only owner. And it's c- kind of similar to like horizon zero dawn and God of war being released on the PC. It's like, I wanted to buy a PS4 to play those games. Now I don't need to. Yeah. And it's going to so continue to be that way too. It's always nice when you get third party titles that, yeah. you know, can mean a lot to you. Now we just need Halo to come to the Switch. Um, uh, Brian, did you happen to check out Splatoon 3's trailer? Yeah, it looks cool. I'm still iffy on it. Um, I don't know much about the series. I know it's fun, and it it seems weird to start at number three. I feel like I should play the other two first, but um, the more and more I see, I'm going to decide if I'm going to get it. It does look really cool, though. Yeah, I'll tell you what. Right now... um, I probably need to see a couple more trailers and then like really, really look into it. Yeah. I don't think I would buy it day one, but the last trailer really had me going like, okay, like this is looking like a really good game. Yeah, this one looked the best out of all of them, the trailer wise, I mean. I was just telling Brandon in the pre-show, it just it really looks like they took they took a good look at Gears of War because this is also a third person technical shooter. <laughs> and they should look up to that game because it's probably the best third person shooter there is um and i was telling brandon how like the helicopter when it had like the squidlings or whatever they're called mm, when it inklings. was flying inklings it literally looked like here's a war to a t oh wow and um you know them having a horde mode you know a wave-based survival mode that you can play in co-op those are always fun modes for me and some of my favorites and then this game also having a campaign it's really enticing and then i've heard that the multiplayer is pretty intense too and a lot of fun and very competitive so I don't know. The game is really shaping up to be something worthwhile. And um, I'm hoping that it does good. You know, I, I want to see how it does. And maybe all of us can pick it up and, you know, uh, give it a shot. Uh, I'm not opposed to it. That's all. Yeah, no, yeah. I'd, be, I'd be totally down for that. It's I think since none of us have played it, I think three is like the best one to get into because it has these extra modes. Yeah. Before it was just PvP. Uh, I had friends who were super into Splatoon 1 and 2. And it was like they had featured events. 
um, where you can like pick teams and see which team did better. But with this having like a horde mode and a campaign, I think this is a good time for us to, or well, anyone who hasn't played to jump in. So. Yeah, man, I, I think it's going to be a, a good time. And, you know, like I said earlier, like these games have been doing good for a really long time. Uh, they've never been bad, you know, upon the first game's release, they've always had good reception. So I'm sure it's got to mean something. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, it may be the final thing. We'll have to take a look. And oh, I'm sorry. Well, wait. I just saw right now Metroid Dread. So oh, I was gonna say there's one more thing you probably want to ask me. <laughs> no, I definitely want to talk to you about Metroid Dread. I think it's free update that came out with the Nintendo Direct last week was super badass, adding a ridiculous, r- impossible mode essentially, yep. and then a easy mode for people who just really want to enjoy the game. Like myself, I probably wouldn't mind that easy mode because I do like the world that they were building. But honestly, upon watching spoilers, I'm not really missing out on story necessarily. Um, it's not like a jaw-dropping storyline. But um, the ending was fantastic. The ending, I was like, holy shit! I, I, did you look up the ending? I don't think I did, to be honest. With you. Oh, I thought I'll it was it up. Anyway, sorry. Um, so yeah, they added to a rookie mode, and then they also added a, a dread mode, which is a one-hit kill mode which is just insane. And I can't wait to see people play through it. Speedrunners somehow drop in the dread mode too. And uh, I can't wait to see it. But Brian, I wanted to talk to you about this update and then also the boss rush mode and what you think of these updates and what you maybe hope that they might add as well. Well, considering they're free DLCs, I'm content with them. I really would like a DLC that adds more to the game essentially, because this just adds an easy and hard mode and then a boss rush rush mode isn't a lot of new anything really new i would love a new area or something but that wouldn't make sense because how the game did game ended but um (laughs) no i mean if this is all we get then it's nothing too crazy for me boss rush mode might be fun but i don't know i don't know how to feel about it exactly well i guess uh Another question I would have is, do you hope that they focus on the next Dread follow-up, or now we just move on to Prime and start working on that? Yeah, I hope they fo- like really focus on Prime. I don't know what's going on with it. I know it's obviously behind, but there's also in the Metroid fandom, there's like talk about remasters for the Prime one, uh, Prime games, and apparently Prime one is like essentially finished. And people don't know, people thought that there was going to be a Prime 1 remaster announced at this, or they didn't know if they were going to wait to remaster all three. I don't think they're going to remaster all three and then put it in one game. Yeah. But um, we'll have to see. I'm excited where things go for this series, because this is a series that means a lot to me, has been since I was little, so. Yeah, how's your uh, collection going, buying all the old I need games. to get a few more. I really, really want to get Super Metroid, but that's a, I don't care if it's a, or a, what are they called? Reproduction boxes, but yeah, I'll get that soon. Sorry, I mean, I'm not gonna... hella difficult to find in in its original packaging. Oh, let alone in good condition. You can find one that's like beat to hell, and it's like eight hundred dollars. And I'm like, yeah. How much is the most you've spent on one of those games so far that you've acquired? Well, I, I bought all the primes at a pretty decent price. I just bought the authentic cartridges for the Game Boy Advances, the Zero Mission, and uh, I can't Fusion. The cartridges alone were like close to a hundred bucks each. Yep, sounds all right, man. Some of those popular uh, titles on the GBA are 
Oh, for sure. Expensive. Yeah. Really hard to come by. I think it was a uh, fusion. I remember seeing so many copies of fusion on the shelf. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I was at, I was at a collectible place, Frankenstein's that we all go to and they had a sealed copy for like 600 or I don't know. It might've been more, maybe it wasn't sealed, but anyways, I saw one there and I like blew my mind. A little bit of um, um off topic. I was looking at, I kind of, I kind of want like a sealed vintage game like that I played a lot when I was a kid. So I was looking up the Godzilla game for the Game Boy Advance. It was a the GBA version of, you know, destroy all monsters and stuff, all the GameCube versions and all that. And I found a sealed copy for 180 bucks on eBay. And I was like, mm, I don't Not need bad. it, but I really, really want it. I almost bought a sealed copy of the Lizzie McGuire game for Game Boy Advance just for shits and giggles, but I didn't because it was so cheap. I almost did it just for the fucking lulls, but I'm like, Brian, don't be stupid. How much was it? I think it was like 30 bucks. Oh, I would have bought that. Fuck it. It was sealed. <laughs> Damn it. Now I got to go back. Cash that shit. Oh, Lizzie McGuire. What the fuck is wrong with you? How does that even pop up? Like, were you looking it up? Oh, that Frank Noah's oh. and I saw it and I was like, dude, like I had it in my hand and I like almost walked up to buy it. And I'm like, dude, it's literally just going to sit there. God, it would be a good conversation piece. I got to go back. <laughs> It really would, dude. Yeah. Like, even people who don't play video games are like, do you have a Lizzie McGuire? I can put it in movie? a nice case. Hell, yeah. I'm going to get it graded. Get a fucking <laughs> pedestal for it, dude. Go <laughs> go the distance. Yeah. Uh, so Keep the last the thing. Oh, go ahead, people Rick. are like, what's the most prized possession in your collection? And you'd be like, it's a sealed vintage <laughs> Lizzie McGuire game. How much did you pay in just lie 800? Yeah. Yes. It's actually worth thousands. <laughs> Like, oh, really? Well, eBay said it was sold uh, about six months ago for 30 bucks. <laughs> well, don't worry <laughs> about that. Um, all right. Well, next up is, unless anything else comes up to your guys' mind while I talk about this, is Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is getting DLC that lasts through 2023. A total of 48 new courses for Mario Kart 8 are included in the Mario Kart Deluxe. Excuse me. Jesus. Uh, booster course pass that will launch in six batches of eight maps each from March 18th until the end of 2023. The first wave will include Wii Coconut Mall, Nintendo Wii's Coconut Mall, Nintendo 64's Coco Mountain, which we're all excited for, uh, and then Mario Kart Tours, Tokyo Blur, and five others. So, the rest of the booster course fast includes tracks from Super Mario Kart, Mario Kart Super Circuit, Mario Kart 64, Double Dash, DS, Wii, Mario Kart 7, and Mario Kart Tour. And they will be released, as we said, in batches. But you can also get this pass completely for free if you have the expansion pass Nintendo membership. So <clears throat> you will not have to pay a dime for this pass. And um, I think this is the smartest move Nintendo can continue to make is adding this type of content to the expansion pass. So all those naysayers who, for whatever reason, still think it's super expensive can get more value for their money. You know, it is important. So they are consumers. And I, I think this is huge. I mean, Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is literally the biggest game on the Switch in terms of sales. <clears throat> and this is something I've talked to you guys about for a year and a half i've been doing this podcast and before that like i I always say like if you're not gonna make a new one let's add more courses and they're finally doing it i literally screamed when i saw this i'm not gonna lie to you guys nice um yeah i was super excited for this i just i fucking love mario kart i love these games so much uh they're probably like right up there in top three in terms of franchises so 
Uh, I just want to bring yeah. this up. Really do. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, I just wanted to say I really like how it is a uh, addition to the expansion pass and not replacing the Animal Crossing DLC. So technically, we are getting two right. bouts of DLC. Um, oh, and I really hope they continue yeah. to add those benefits to the premium uh, membership. I'm really glad you pointed it out too, because it isn't like they're just swapping it out and decreasing value. You know, they are adding to that. So. Yeah. I did not even think about that. Yeah. I would have assumed that they were going to get rid of the animal crossing one. And that's awesome that they're going to have both. That's a big deal. Well, it was nothing official yet, but okay. it would be really fucking backwards if they took the animal crossing stuff out, because if they do that, those premium members will now have to go buy that expansion to continue playing the expansion content on their That's animal crossing. Yeah, because, yeah. So yeah, I don't think they're going to do that. I think we yeah. just explained why we, they shouldn't. Um, so yeah, Brandon, that's a good point. You know, they're adding all this stuff that continues to add more value to the expansion pass, you know, and these, um, <clears throat> these, uh, content drops. So they, uh, pretty much ended on that in Xenoblade. And I, I just think it's such huge news. And as a diehard Mario Kart fan, I couldn't be happier. Uh, is there anything else about the direct that you guys would like to bring up before we kind of just <clears throat> wrap this up with um, what we wish they would have talked about? I think. I don't think so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, you go ahead, Brian. Once. No, I think at first I was a little like underwhelmed with the Mario Kart stuff, but then at the more and more I thought about it, I'm like, they're probably working on a new Mario Kart and they're giving us something to hold us over, and this is cool, and it's not like it's a little. DLC, aren't they like doubling the track size essentially? So that's a big deal. That's a lot. And yeah, I'm pretty hyped for it. And I, I don't have to pay a dime because it comes with the subscription. So it's all around good. It's all, yeah, I'm stoked for it, man. Well, I think this is kind of like, real quick, Brandon, sorry. I think this is why the podcast is so fucking fun, you know, for either listeners or just us three talking right here. You know, when you hear someone else's perspective on why they like something, you're like, oh, yeah. That is pretty sick. You know, why you like Kirby and like why you like Earthbound. And, you know, it, it's fun to hear why you like those games because it gives me perspective on like what the fan base thinks about those games because I don't know anything about them. Um, but Brandon, um, is there anything else you'd like to bring up or wish you would have heard about? No, nothing really, uh, you know, blew my skirt up with this direct. Uh, still talked <laughs> about a couple things. Um, but other, I mean, I just. <laughs> You guys have never heard that expression before? No, dude. Like, I feel like you just come up with this shit when you're at work. Did you say you blow? Like little... What'd you say? I said nothing really blew my skirt up. That's <laughs> some shit that it's like ninety-nine percent of the shit I say is like shit and like dumbass phrases that my dad says. So when you guys see my, if you guys ever see my dad again, you can thank his him for that for all the stupid shit I'm, I say. I'm gonna thank up. him for sure because the endless amount of shit that you just fucking throw out there, I'm like, dude. I'm like, where does he come up with this shit? It's like you have a notepad at work. And you're like, yeah, let me write this down. I'm going to use this later. Ooh, put that one in the notes. Um, <laughs> yeah, no. Um, yeah, Skirt didn't rise a whole lot, but I mean, like, still excited for Advance Wars and everything. I don't really know what else I could have heard, except for, like, I doubt it would be at a Nintendo Direct, but something about Pokemon Live, just so I could finally, we could finally use all these codes that we got. Um, no, I, what I do like though is I like that they, you know, put some like minor drips and drabs in there, like little DLC pieces, like Boss Rush mode in a 2D Metroidvania style game, like Metroid. That's a big, that's a big deal to some people, you know. Um, so we got big major releases, we got small little drips. It was perfect, and all of it's coming out soon. So I mean, there's nothing that is TBA or 
you know, has a rough release date. And I think that's really nice to help people focus down and, you know, be excited for things that are actually going to happen soon. So good on Nintendo for finally figuring that shit out. Yeah. I mean, Nintendo definitely is starting to really figure stuff out. And like we said earlier with the Pokemon company and, you know, I think if they maintain this consistency, they're going to continue to be the juggernauts of the video game industry and then, you know, Pokemon, the entertainment industry or anything in the world because everything they do is crazy. Uh, I do hope we hear about, you know, with Pokemon Day coming up, and I don't think we confirmed it, but I'm pretty sure it is the 25th, Brandon. Um, Pokemon Live, you know, I would love to see a release date for that. I'm pretty sure it will be the 25th because if it is Pokemon Day and the release day of Brilliant Stars, then it all lines up. That makes too much sense. I watched them not do it. <laughs> it's Pokemon uh, Sleep. Oh, hey, fuck you, man. Um, Pokemon Sleep, guys. <laughs> did they drop that? Whatever happened with that? I think there's some inklings about it. Possibly, like they're gonna give news soon, but I don't. Fuck. It's been like two years, hasn't it? And it's eternal slumber. I don't know. <laughs> uh, got him. Uh, no, I do hope we hear more about Pokemon Live. I would like to see some Pokemon DLC announcements for Legends Arceus. They have nothing else planned for the entire year, and they have tried to contain have more of a consistency with their releases as of late. So it would be cool to see what they do. Um, yeah, I think that's I think that's it. I mean, uh, you know, Mario Kart was huge for me, and we're not going to hear about Metroid Prime anytime soon. Uh, Breath of the Wild too. I know we're going to get news about that probably here in the next, you know three to five months for sure and i i think uh honestly i think we're gonna get a holiday release date on that um that would be fucking crazy i think they have to knock it out of the park because if you release pokemon dlc and then you in the year with a uh huge release like zelda in november you have xenoblade in september i mean you're closing out the year for sure in incredible sales so maybe i'll just go work for nintendo but um yeah, I think that's about it. Uh, Brian, do you have anything else you want to add for you? I was just wondering. I, we could talk about um, games that we wish would have been there. I can think of a couple off the top of my head. Yeah, go ahead. Silk Song, obviously, I won't dive in too much on that because I've already talked about it so much, but I'm just convinced the game doesn't exist at this point. Um, I'm going to go to the next game. I know Mother and Mother 2 are on Switch now, but I would love Mother 3. I'm hoping one day. Really hope. You know, that's Earthbound, right? Yes, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. I, I didn't know because we called it Earthbound earlier. Now we're calling it Mother. And then I know obviously Pokemon stuff isn't really announced at Nintendo Switch's Direct, but I want some sort of collection of Pokemon games on the Switch so damn bad. I really do. Even if it was just Gen 1 through 3, that would be such a cool thing for me. Like, that's it. That's a good A couple things. <laughs> it's just like you kind of cut out too as you were done so it like it was just like an awkward silence not like actually awkward but uh i don't know it was kind of like perfect timing and i gotta agree with you man i i know people are tired of re-releases and collections but i think if there's a franchise that could benefit a lot with you know with all the new kids that are growing up playing pokemon why not just bring the old ones back too you know um at least the first three gens, right? You know, and continue to make sure that people can go back and collect them in their original games and bring them forward. I think that's something that shouldn't be <clears throat> uh, left behind. And I, I do hope that they do something like that. Um, Brandon, you kind of touched on it. There's nothing else really, but we do want to ask one more time. Is there anything else that you do hope gets talked about <clears throat> or could have been? 
No. Go on. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> uh, yeah. Not, I don't know, dude. Maybe like some like again, like Pokemon stuff isn't you know talked about it. Nintendo's direct, but. I want Big Chungus 3 to come out. <laughs> Big Chungus 3? Um, yeah, actually, guys, I forgot we forgot to talk about something really, really important that came with this Nintendo Direct. I don't know how you skipped over it, Ryan. Because you talked about a B-rated racing game called Mario Kart. I'm talking about fucking Disney Speedstorm Racing. <laughs> I forgot about that. You there boys is- aren't even fucking ready. At least it's free. I'll download it. There is technically like a bunch of little free. titles. I just don't remember them and I don't it care. It is free. Um, yeah, um, um <clears throat> released this summer. Did you ever want to blow somebody up as Mickey Mouse? Well, now you can blow up Sully because he's a big furry bitch. Hey, I was kidding. Ellen. Monsters Incorporated. I'm sorry, Ryan. You're a big furry. Mike bitch too. was asking. <laughs> you don't like Monsters Inc. Roz, do I say you look ravishing? I can't do a Billy Crystal's voice. I wish I could. Yeah, I love. I fucking love Monsters Inc. I. Uh... Dude, I've watched that movie so many times. It's re- it's just ridiculous. So yeah. fucking good. Are you going to have Lightning, so Lightning McQueen in that game and instead of like a cart, it's just going to be like a car? <laughs> oh shit. What if it's Lightning McQueen driving a fucking racing car? Dude, what oh, if that would be amazing. Dude, what the fuck? It's just Lightning McQueen inside of a fucking Lightning McQueen cart. Oh, that'd be like the dumbest shit. They have to do that, right? I, be- like, I hope there's a like its own designated button just so you can hear ka-chow. <laughs> and then the and then the and then the cart says "kachow" that it's just oh, oh my god, just back and forth and just you divide by zero and to kachow oblivion. What's what's uh what's Wally gonna drive? He's uh, just gonna rest himself. <laughs> he has rockets on the side of him now. Or Ava's gonna be on top riding him. <laughs> oh man! Oh, it sounded so much worse than I wanted it to. Anyways, uh, hey man, I fucking love that movie, Wally. That shit made me cry. Anyways, um, yeah, so you could check out what's it called, Brandon? <laughs> Disney's uh, Disney Disney Speedstorm Racing. Oh no, it's Disney Speedstorm. This article says racing onto Switch because puns. Disney Speedstorm. Disney Speedstorm. It's gonna be free to play game with updates and passes and shit. So. Well, kids, make sure you go out there and get your parents' credit cards and buy as much premium skins for Lightning McQueen as you can. You heard it here first. <laughs> you heard it here first on the It Just Works podcast, brother. And that's just a It Works guarantee. Oh, yeah. Well, Brian, Brandon, thank you guys for coming back on. This has been amazing. This is my first po- podcast recorded in like fucking three weeks. Um, we will once again be on here in a couple weeks. Uh, well, these guys will be back in a couple weeks to talk about uh legends arceus and we're just gonna flesh the game out and talk about everything we can about it until you're tired of hearing us talk about it and that's about it so you can make sure and follow brian at another vinyl page on instagram go check his page out for some very symmetrical posts on vinyls um they range from metal classic rock to soundtracks to video game soundtracks uh you're really missing out if you're not following his page and let's go ahead and get brandon back on instagram and follow him at giga narwhal on instagram and uh yeah uh do you guys have anything else you want to talk about tonight before we're done i think we're golden okay well check out brian's shit because he posts pretty consistently all right guys well thank you so much for being on the show and that's enough of the it just works podcast for today and we'll see you guys next week happy valentine's day oh yeah happy valentine's day by the way 
Uh, happy happy Brosen time. Bro, it's a bro uh, Galentine. Hey, hey, hey. Oh god, he's like, all right, bye.